hello, hello. Happy Friday. You know what that means. It is time for Shit I Wish Someone Would Have Told Me, a conversation that I have with my friends about different topics regarding all the things that we wish someone would have told us some shit about. And oh my gosh, you're already here. Hello, hello. Always, always on time. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. So I hadn't even like got got the name out. You're already here. This is great. Thanks. Okay, so should I wish someone would have told me? We're going to have a conversation about some shit that we wish um, or that Chris wishes that someone would have told him about fatherhood. So really quickly, just to give you a little bit of background on you know, why we're talking about this topic. Um, it's Father's Day. So happy Father's Day, by the way, that's gonna be coming up. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to do something because a lot of men, men, if you don't know this, uh, a lot of men have a lot of really good conversations with me regarding things like emotion and relationships and stuff like that. And so uh, Chris is one of those people. And when it was, you know, the situation of, well, who am I going to talk to about this? Chris was the first person that came to my mind. And so I'm grateful that you were here. Thank you for being here. Thank you um, for to, Yeah, of course. You were the, like I told you, you were the first, first person I thought of. So Warms I'm my heart. Glad Warms my yes. heart. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So a little bit on um, background. So Chris is here to offer his life experience. Um, to fellow single fathers and married men alike. He has been both. Um, he's a 40-year-old Miami-based entrepreneur and coach, and he specializes in fatherhood. So his hope here is to help men who feel stuck find new perspectives, break generational curses, and become more self-aware. So as you all know watching, this is an open dialogue. Feel free to ask us questions. Um, Chris, is there anything you want to add to tell the people who you are, or are you ready to dive right in? I mean, you did a you did a great job. You did a great job. Thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So with that, with that being said, yeah, let's dive right in. What is some shit that you wish someone would have told you about fatherhood? Well, um, first thing uh, that the father's role is not to be only the disciplinarian in the household, whether you are married or whether you're single. You know, um, uh, uh, me being a single dad at this point, uh, being divorced and being a single dad. I, I realized how um, I had to be both roles in the household. You know, um, I know a lot of fathers get stuck in that cycle of the their wives, the mother being kind of a, a, a nurturing type. You know, he cries, he goes to mom. You know, um, you know, it's, he wants to talk about how he's feeling, he goes to mom. Things like that. A lot of that feminine type energy. You know, where dad is more of a natural. A protective figure, you know, a provider, you know, kind of that black and white type energy. Right. Um, whereas, you know, being a single dad, I was able to realize that, whoa, I can't, I, I don't have anybody to lean on over here. I don't have another feminine to lean on in right. the household. It's like me by myself. And, um, you know, I get my son 50% of the time. I, I co-parent, I have a great relationship with my ex. Um, you know, we co-parent, we talk all the time. We talk about, you know, parenting all the time. Mm -hmm. Really cool. Um, I know that's a very unique thing. Um, but when I'm home alone with him, you know, those times, I got to deal with that crying. I got to deal with his emotions. And um, the way I was raised was very different. So um, I had to become very aware very quickly because I didn't want to fuck up my son. You know, we can curse here, right? We can, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, shit, somebody I wish would have told me. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, I had to I, I had to step in a role that I wasn't necessarily given consistently at home. You know, um, it was it was uh, I, I came from, you know, a, a good household. It was they did the best they could, you know, but there, there was lacking in a lot of a lot of things through no fault of their own. They were raised that way. Right. They were raised, that's what they knew. So that's what they brought over to me. They did the best they could. You know, I just want to do so much better. We have so much information out there. You know, we got so much stuff. We got people, we got coaches, we got, there's just so much out there now, you know, and, and, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to let people know that, hey man, like there's a whole different way of doing things and, and it actually works. And it, it's, it's fucking cool too that you do it. You know, so um, so talking about, you know, being that nurturing type, 
you know, talking about emotions to my son, defining emotions, right? When, when he was really little, defining those emotions. You're feeling sadness right now. You're feeling anger right now, you know, so that he could come to me later on, Dada, I'm so angry. And it's like, all right, let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about why you're angry. What's going on with you? You know, super healthy stuff, you know, yeah. really neat stuff. Yeah, that's really cool because I think that my experience, I don't know that I knew what the emotions were and I feel that I'm not, I'm not a parent, but I feel that that is like a big part of it in terms of like why so many kids feel like isolated and frustrated because we have, like you said, access to so much stuff but we don't know what to do with it. Where I feel we're in an age where we like amass the information, but we don't apply it necessarily, which is not saying that's not what you're doing. Like you're obviously applying it. And so um, I think that, yeah, like it's a matter of exactly what you, you said, like teaching them, like this is what this emotion is. Like, you know, how does it feel to you? So that they know, they know how to like process it because like in our brains as humans, that's what works. When we can put a name to something, it's not as scary. We fear the unknown. Yeah. And so whenever we know like what this thing is, you know, if it is anger or sadness or whatever, then we're more likely to be able to process it, move through it because once we identify it, we know what to do with it. And so with that being said, at what age, just so we're all clear. So you started co-parenting around like, how old was your son? You, I, I split from my, from his mother um, at 18 months, around, okay. around 18 months, year to 18 months. We were, we, we, we had split. Um, we always stayed close. Um, it, we, we made a pact when we did split that, uh, that, that the number one priority in our lives together, the one thing that will never change between me and her is Sawyer, my son, you know? Um, and he was number, number one priority. So we decided to do things um, the progressive way, you know, very, very, you know, very different than a, than anybody that's divorced or separated around me. It's, it's a, I mean, there's a lot of this going on, you know, and it affects your seed, you know, it affects your son. You know, we didn't, neither one of us are like that. Um, it, uh, I want to touch something on what you had said previously, which yeah. is really cool, and I kind of wanted to talk about that for a second. Um, on top of defining his emotions and stuff like that, as an adult, as an adult, I didn't know what emotions, some, certain emotions going on. So mm -hmm. I had to do research on my own to like, what, what the fuck is this? Cause all, like, all I know is like love and anger. Those are the only two emotions I ever knew growing up. You right. Know? And it's just like, it's a, that a lot of times it was contradicting loving, loving anger were kind of the same thing, you know? And it's just kind of like, ah, this is so weird. So in teaching my son about these things, even though they're simplistic as he's young, but as he gets older, I imagine it'll be more complex and things like that. And we'll be able to talk to him about that. You know, I'm researching kind of as an adult, learning, relearning, reparenting myself, you know, to, you know, not only be a better parent to him, but also to be a better human overall, you know? So, so that, that was extremely kind of eye-opening for me that made me start becoming more aware of what, you know, of myself, not only what my son's going through, but what I'm going through myself internally a lot of the times. Yeah, and I think that that's something that like people don't do, like, because mm -hmm. it's never us, right? It's always them. It's like my kid's the problem. <laughs> oh yeah, oh never. yeah. Never, it's never yeah. us. Yeah. And so yeah. yeah, it's just always like, oh, like I don't know how to deal with this kid, like parenting is hard and valid. And at yeah. the same time, like the more you know about yourself, like, obviously like you're living proof the better prepared you are to help like your your child and like bring someone else along For and sure. so with that in terms of like you said like you had to relearn emotions too what were some tools that you used to like do that because you mentioned like you know the things that you're doing is very are very progressive in comparison to your family and your upbringing and also those around you so like where did you go to kind of like figure out like what these emotions are and like how to like do this whole co-parenting thing? Well, I mean, there was, there was a, the, the co-parenting thing, funny enough, and I know this isn't for everybody, um, the co-parenting thing was actually relatively easy between us. We were both on most things uh, on the same page. Uh, as far as getting to know my own emotions and stuff like that, that was hard. Um, I always have a problem with tools. 
you know? So I would reach out. I mean, you and I have had conversations long time so even within our conversations you know you're a coach as well so it's like you even our conversations i would take tidbits of that and implement them into everyday life and things like that <laughs> i had to give you that shout out i had to give you that shout out um uh but uh so i know that my learning the way i learn and everything i do is experience you know right. it's all about experience not everybody's like this some people can read a book and i got it I don't learn that way, me personally. So when you learn from experience, uh, it's a lot of trial and error and it's a lot of mistakes. You make a ton of mistakes and boy, have I made mistakes, you know, um, made a ton of mistakes, you know, in my life and my parenting and stuff like that. But I'm a quick learner, you know, I learn quick and I'm able to, to, to decipher what's going on and become aware of what's and, and, and dive deep inside and start becoming more aware of that behavior and then creating tools to uh you know to change that behavior at least you know at first maybe curb that behavior and then once that behavior's curbed then coming with an actual solution to what you know where you know to do it because um I, I mean i'll be the first one to tell you man your, your kid will drive you nuts right he's 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 gonna grate your nerves and you're gonna blow up you know one of the tools I use, I'll tell you that, I'm never, I'm never better than saying I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. So when I scream at him, let's say I get angry at him, he's doing something, you know, I'll go in the kitchen, I'll go in the bedroom, whatever, and I'll, I'll tell him, I'll, I'll straight up tell him, I'll be like, I'll sit him down like, yo, Sawyer, let's talk, man. And I talk to him kind of like I talk to anybody else. I'm like, yo, Sawyer, come here, come, let me talk to you, man. Listen, dude, data, he wasn't right over there. He wasn't really good. And, and it's like, and I'm really sorry for, for saying those things to you. I didn't do that. And what you find in those moments are so innocent at this age, he's six years old, that opens up an entire dialogue. And dude, it opens up some, some shit that you're like, damn, you got a lot of feelings, dude. Let's talk about this. And he's like, but when you do this, this is how I feel. Remember, I've been defining feelings for him for years now. So now he's able to speak on all these feelings he's having with me because I lost my shit, you know? And I'm able to have a, a, a dialogue almost like an adult. And he's teaching me because that uh, when you become this, I mean, he uses words like critical. You are too critical on me. This is an actual thing that in my normal life with adults, I actually have a problem with. And my son, who is six years old, is telling me that I'm critical of him. Like, boom, tears rolling down my face. I'm so sorry. Like, dude, like you could only imagine. Like, he hits you so hard in the heart, you know, and this is that growth that I'm talking about, you know. Like, this is the, that personal growth I'm talking about, but also being like, you know, a good father, like a good father. It's just talking this shit out. It's, it's easy once you get the ball rolling. Once he knows that he's, he's got a safe space with you to talk, like once he knows you're safe, like he, he realizes he can tell you anything. And I, and I just plan on snowballing this till he's older and older and older. So he can tell me anything. There's not gonna be any secrets, any hiding or anything like that, like what I did when I was a kid to my parents. I didn't, I didn't have that safety. There were no fault, you know, they didn't, I'm not talking bad, but I just didn't have that safety. And that's why I got into so much trouble as a, as a teenager, things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that what, that is, that's, that's cool. Like the fact that you can have that open dialogue and that conversation and you're right, like I didn't have that. And if anyone like who knows me knows, like I'm not close with my parents, like either one of them, nothing mm -hmm. bad ever happened per se. But yeah. like, we're just, we're just like, we don't have that. Like, I don't have that safe space. And I can remember to your exact point, like specific points in time in my childhood when I would say things and based on their response, I remember thinking, I can't tell you anything. And so the fact that- yeah, that safety is not there, you know? And it's like, and as a child, you also weren't given the definition to come to your parents and, and tell them like, this is a safety I need. I wanted to create a safety for Sawyer that he can always come to me and be like, you know, and come to me with something. I want, that's the main thing. Shit, I, I wish somebody would have told me, creating a safety space 
for my son to be able to like come to me as a father and not be afraid to tell me something, not be not wanting to hide his emotions, not wanting to hide because that just snowballs into later on, you know, him smoking some weed or him, you know, doing some some things, you know. I want him to come to me for anything, to get advice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you know, I know my father always wanted to have that with me. He didn't have the tools, you know, so I don't blame him for it. He didn't know he did it the best way he could, which wasn't a healthy way of doing right. it. You know? um, but like I said, we have so many things now. We're so, we, dude, there's so many information. We got the internet, bro. You know, it's like, it's like there's so much stuff that now like we can, you know, like, like, things i'm sorry i'm reading some of the shit and i'm just it's throwing me off um we got so many things right now that we can actually look up and and and, and find a better way of doing things you know and and tried tried things tried and true things that work you know and, and and i'm i'm doing it you know and i'm telling you right now like this stuff makes your life easier parenting's already hard enough don't make it any harder like this this stuff works you know yeah i i think that so I love that creating a safe space for Sawyer to come to you with anything. And you mentioned like that one, like beautiful experience, like your example. And what was that first time like that you came to him? Like, Hey, like I fucked up back there. I mean, you didn't say fucked up, but like, what was that first time? Like you said, I, I, like, I might've actually slipped up and said fucked up. And he goes, Dada, what do you say? No, I, I'm, I'm joking. But I'm sure I have at some point. Um, what was the fight about? I, 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 no, not what the not what was the fight about, but like the first time that you came to him, because like you said, like you, you're in the habit and the practice of admitting like, hey, like I was wrong over there. So going so, going back at it, um, it might have been when he was a little bit younger, maybe like four, three or four, when right. he was when he was like, you know, uh, receptive to certain things. And, and I was like, yo, buddy, I'm really sorry, you know, and at first, he's all love, you know, so he's just like, it's okay, dad, I love you, you know, and then I would explain why I was wrong, you know, he's young, so he doesn't have the vocabulary at that age, at two, three, four, like, he doesn't have the vocabulary to express with you, so at those points, along with defining emotions, when I normally just define emotions with him, I would actually have to define why I was wrong, and what the things were that made me wrong in that situation. And also my emotions, defining my emotions, you know, of what I was, why I was wrong and what was going on, you know, and then also giving a solution to that problem. Because apology always has to come with a solution, right? Like that's the main thing. That's the main thing of an apology, right? That's right, the so, apology's like, for you. The real proof is in the change behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's the whole thing. So so you know, apology, solution, remorse, solution. You know, I would tell him things like that, and the little the little dude would hold me accountable for the fucking next time. Like, what a fucking intelligent little human being, where he actually holds me accountable the next time I do the same shit. And he's like, Daddy, you said you would never do that, you know. And I and I'm like. You know, what do I do? It's like, you're right. I'm so sorry. Okay, you know, let's talk about it, you know. Um, but he would hold me accountable for those things. Uh, the, the, you know, the first time it was very kind of like, it's okay, dad, uh, all this stuff. But then I would go through my emotions, what I was going through, giving him more data. They're sponges, right? They're just sponges. So they just take in this data. They take in this data. And um, they're taking it in. They're taking it in a lot you know? And uh, so that just gives him more data and more vocabulary to be able to speak his mind as he gets older. That's why when I talk to him as a six-year-old now, man, like sometimes I feel like I'm talking a real, like an, a full-blown adult. He's got, he's got all these tools already built in that I've been working on and his mother's been working on for, for six years that dude, like, like he, it's like you are talking to an adult at times. Like he knows what's up, you know. So it's, I'm telling you, like the younger you start doing that, the better it is, you know. But it's never too late either, you know. So long as you create that safety, so long as you're able to be wrong, especially as a father, you know. I grew up in a household where men were never wrong. They did what they did, and that was it, you know. And then the women kind of just. Oh, okay, you know, very meek, very like, oh, whatever, you know? So it's like that, that toxic masculinity that we've talked about before, you know? Um, 
But admitting the wrong is a huge part of it because then he realizes that, yo, my dad can be wrong. He can say, I'm sorry. He can apologize. He can come up with solutions. You know, yo, I trust this dude. I trust, I I trust this guy. (laughs) Right. Well, I think that 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 part, the trust part is an important key element to note because there is that subconscious distrust that happens whenever we see our parents, whenever we see anyone tell us one thing, whether that be an apology or whether that be just like, hey, I'm going to do this. And then they do some other shit, whether or not it's something that, you know, warrants us like stating it and calling them on it regardless of like I said whether it's like a conscious like hmm I'm making mental note or just like you know we we kind of notice it move on that plays into how we perceive them and that plays into like how we're going to show up with them because exactly like you said like it's distrust it's like well if you can't be true to your word for your damn self like why should I trust you with anything and so I think that that is yeah and I was going to ask you I think that's a, a great point um, was what I was going to say there. And I was going to ask in terms of you apologizing again to take it back to that, not to like, you know, harp on it, but the way that you framed it is important because I think a lot of times people are like, Oh yeah, I said, I was sorry. But like you said, like that, that that's not it. Like yeah. you have to mean it. You have to like do it with intention and create a space for the other person to let you know how that made them feel. Because if you're just there to like, my bad and like run away, then you're invalidating their feelings. And so the fact that, you know, you created that space, like you said, and that you made the apology, admitted that you fucked up. And from there that you, like you said, like committed to a changed behavior, what I'm going to do next time. That's an important part because I love, I was going to ask, but you said like he called you on it, which is cool. Yeah. Super called me on it. And I mean, and, and, and adding to your point as well, Um, It doesn't always have to even be an argument or when you lose your shit on them. Whenever they're having an emotional breakdown or even when they're having emotions, you know, like just emotions in general, you know, just a quick little conversation, quick little check-in, like something like that, something that you, you know, something, and and I don't want to even say that this is only for your child, you know, this is also for your partner. This is also for your friends. This is shit that we should be doing. We don't do. We should be doing. We should check in with our partners. We should check in with our with our friends. We should check in with our kids. Like it all kind of blends together and makes your life so much easier. And that's what I'm learning, but I'm learning it through fatherhood, but it's like affecting all my other relationships in life, you know, which is which is why I'm so pumped about this kind of shit. Because it's like, yo, I'm learning this through through raising my kid, doing it the right way, but all of a sudden all my other relationships fucking cool and this is awesome and this is like it's like a cool thing to do it's like it's 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 like you take these learning experience from fatherhood and i implement them into life in general and they work i mean and it's like damn dude there's something to this you know and that's that's kind of what i'm like i want to get that out there to men like yo we've been doing it wrong this is actually so much this is this works this like you will be happy you will be happier every everybody around you will be happier like this is so much cooler than the way we've been not all men obviously there's there's men that are much you know much uh they 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 know what they're doing a little bit more than i do i'm just learning this you know but this is awesome this is great i want to get the word out there like yo dudes this is this this is how you do it and i know from experience you know right yeah, I think that's cool. And I think that you said too, whenever I had asked, well, how did you learn this stuff? And you had mentioned that like, you know, bits and pieces, like there, a book here, like a conversation there, like there's so much information. It's really like, pick your, pick your pleasure. Like where, how do you want to learn it? Yeah. And to your point about like applying it, you said some people can read a book, but, and then, and just get it. That is not true. You cannot read a French dictionary and all of a sudden go to France. You have to practice. And so something that I tell people all the damn time is like, it's all just R and D. And so it's about like removing that charge in terms of like, well, this was a bad experience or this is a positive one. And I'm not negating like bad experiences Mm -hmm. or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, not putting so much emphasis on them, like just in general, 
mm -hmm. as like, oh, well, that really sucked. Like, this is terrible. Like, it is what it is. Like, it's happened. Like, you know, there's- But you learn from them too. The bad, you learn more from your bad experiences than you learn from the good experiences. I, I mean, at least in my world. And, you know, it, it's like, I learned, you know, I've made some serious mistakes in my life, you know, and I learned from them, you know, and sometimes I didn't learn from them. I had to do them again. I learned from them, <laughs> but, the, but boy, did I learn, you know? So it's like, yeah, I feel, yeah, those, those, those bad experiences that you look, that you frown upon and you kind of want to tuck away somewhere else and compartmentalize in your mm -hmm. mind. Those are the ones that you need to open up and actually analyze and see what's up. Right. Know? And also I think that the, the cost is higher with those, right? Like mm -hmm. you have to kind of learn more because like the, the risk was so much higher in terms of like what was lost, so to speak, whether that be like your pride or, you know, like your, your comfort level, like whatever the case may be. Yeah. There's something there that makes it that much more like, oof, like you said, like I should really, as difficult as it is, dive into this. Yeah. So with that well, because you just you just named something really cool. You you named two ego things, right? And 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 shit. That's the that's the big one, right? That's the that's the first layer defense. That ego, right? Pride. You know, like those are the those are the ego things. You got to dig way deeper than ego to to because you can't have an ego with your kid. You know, that's not, that's just not going to work. You know, that, that you're going to fuck them up. You know, if you just like, I'm, I'm, I'm the dad of the household. This is what I say. That's, you're just going to bump heads. It may work when he's a kid, but once he starts thinking on his own, once he hits those teenage years, once he starts growing up and thinking on his own, like that's what, that's what a lot of dads have problems with when they have control of their kid, when they, when they, when they're the dictator of that household, it's all fine and dandy. You know, they feel, you know, that the father feels safe in that environment. Well, once that kid starts thinking on his own, they're going to rebel, man. And it's all because you had that ego energy all throughout him growing up, you know? And it's like, dude, if he's, and, 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 and what are you, what are you training him to do to have that same ego energy the same way? You know, so like that doesn't work. That's that's been tried, tested, failed. You know, so, like that's not what we're trying to do now. You know, right. that's <laughs> not what we're trying to do here. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I think that's like such a good point. And not that my to take it back to my, like my personal experience, because you have a son, I am a daughter. And so to take it back to my personal experience. Yeah, it wasn't that my dad was ever really authoritarian in that sense, but it was very much like because I said, right. And with that being said, yeah, whenever I started to get older and like, you know, curious about things, my way of coping was yeah, like shutting down, getting angry, because like, I didn't have these conversations to like know what these emotions were. And so I was like, well, I don't want to get hurt because that's painful. I knew that much, right? I knew what sadness was. And so my response was like, well, I'm just gonna get really pissed. Like, I'm just gonna be I was a very angry child. And yeah. yeah. And I think that that plays into exactly what you were saying in terms of like, this is why I brought it up is because you mentioned the ego component of it and how like men want to be like, this is my house and not that, you know, I'm blaming anyone, but to that point, I think it's the thing that exactly like you said, when they start to think for themselves, when I started to think for myself, that intimidated the fuck out of him. And so now he's like, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Talking about this masculine feminine energy and stuff like that, you know, I do come into an energy, I, I, I won't verbalize it, but I, I, as a father, have this masculine energy coming into like, like, sorry, I'll say some shit. I'll be like, I, I won't I even have to say anything. But what my energy is saying is like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, right. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, and then he's like, oh, 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 whatever. But what I do different is also on top of that energy, I actually talk about like why we don't say that or why that's rude or why you don't do that. Or it's like, you gotta give an explanation. Like as a man, as bringing that masculine energy, you can bring that energy in there and be like, yo, you don't do that shit. Like get, are you crazy? But you gotta also bring that explanation behind it. Like, hey buddy, we don't do that. Like that's not how we're, that's not how we're gonna do this. And these are the reasons X, Y, Z. You know, so that's that's a very important component that I think has that was missing from before the, the previous generations and things like that. It was just like what the man says, what the father says, disciplinary and things like that. This is where we talk about that masculine feminine energy where we start 
Like, you know, it's not only bringing that tough masculine energy in there, gotta, as a single father, I had to bring that, that feminine energy and kind of bring the emotion, bring the, bring the explanation into it as well. So he understands that balance, that balance is tough as a single dad. Don't, don't get me wrong especially coming from a very, you know, what we live in, in that toxic masculinity world, you know, like that's, that's a tough thing to do. And that's, that's a learning experience. That's a, that's, but that's your work as a, as a father, that's your work that you got to do, you know, and, and, and that's what I've been doing. So, yeah, I think that that, that's important. And so like, how, how do you check yourself in those moments when you're like, Oh shit, like, I'm, I'm being more I'm, I'm doing what my dad did because let's we thought we all fall back we all fall back we all regress like yeah. familiar situations like it happens so mm. how do you check yourself like in those moments like what's your like, key? so I have I, I, through experience I have I have a system you know so you're not going to catch yourself at every moment you know you don't beat yourself up for the moments that you don't catch yourself in but um what first what first happens is um you catch yourself after the moment and that's the whole apology aspect of it. You know, you start, you start, you start catching yourself after the moment and then you go and you apologize, you know, as, as you get better and better at that, you know, because you're becoming self-aware of what you're doing and what you're apologizing for, you know, you start, you start going into while you're in the moment, you hit a fork in the road. Right. And I got a chance to go this way. It's, it's, it's a time. It's a long time before you start actually catching yourself actually in that moment. That's the tough part when you catch yourself and then you catch yourself in that moment. Then there's a fork in the road and then you can choose the same way you've been doing it or you've been or you can do it the more, you know, the more aware version and the solution that you want. You know, and you're going to fall back in between those two for quite a while. You know, it happens. You're going to go back to old habits of how you do things and you're going to and then there's some moments where you're going to go the right way, you know, and it just gets better with repetition. You practice. We work out, right? It's you get stronger and stronger and stronger. And it's the same thing. It's the same muscle. You know, it's a muscle in your brain. You just you just start getting better and better and better at being more aware. Then you start catching yourself funny enough on certain things even before that emotion or, or, or that trigger or anything happens before it's actually happened. You know the, the nervous system, you know, you know your thoughts, you know everything that's gonna happen before. And then you have an even better fork in the road where, where it's like, it's like you're not in the moment, you know, the, the losing your shit, you know, you're actually before the moment and then you have a real fork in the road and it's awesome, you know? So it's like, it's all about repetition, practice, same thing with working out. I love when I used to do CrossFit with you and, and stuff like that, like I would always bring everything back to CrossFit and then everything always back to working out, you know, because it's just repetition and technique and starting to do things and getting better and better and better at certain things. And old habits come back sometimes, you know, but okay, came back that one time, cool. I chalk it up. I, I, I'm very aware of what happened. I know what happened. Okay, let's go back to this. Let's go back to what I've been training. And, and then you just go. And it's the same thing. Yeah, I think that a lot of people get frustrated because they're like, okay, I read the book. Let's go back to that example. Like, I read the book. Like, I know the stuff. But when I got in the moment, I fucked it up. And so they beat themselves up about that. And with that being said, it's a situation where they really harp on that. And they're like, well, like, why even bother kind of thing? And so I love your point about it's just practice, like, like anything, like the first time you went to go, yeah, let's take it to Olympic weightlifting. You like that. So the first time you went to do a clean and jerk, you didn't know what the fuck you were doing. Like, yeah, first time. Yeah, exactly. it's like same thing whenever you are having these conversations, like with your kids. And so I think that that's an important part to note. And, you know, since you've been in this practice for so long, since, you know, like he was basically born, it's yeah. Yeah. like how long did it take before you were at that fork in the road where you would become aware before you lost your shit? So there, we're talking about different things, right? We're talking about like different scenarios and things like that. Cause I still mess up on, on, on all different things. I may have, have one thing down pat, but just like in weightlifting, there's always another problem. There's right. always, there's always something else. So it's like, 
once you got one problem taken care of, hey, you, there's new problems, you know, there's new things, you know, and, and that's, that's life, right? Like, it's like, you take care of one problem, there's another problem you got to work on. So you got to come into it with the mentality of like, you're always going to want to learn, you're going to want to learn new things, you got to have that, that thing in you, like, you got to really give it like give yourself up to like wanting to learn new things always constantly wanting to learn you got to want to have that we that what i see funny enough what i see in a lot of parents even my age kids my age and things like that <coughs> they don't want to learn anything else it's just the way it is and that's it and it's like this is how they and this is how they're going to and i find that to be so sad because this is such a learning, there's so much new information coming out. There's so many new things. There's so many things we need to try. There's so many things to become better. There's no progress in just sitting there and being like, well, this is the way I learned and this is the way it is. And I'll tweak a few things here and there. It's not enough growth there, right? You're, 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 you're setting up your kids for, I wouldn't say failure because, you know, it's not failure per se, but it's like not to be better. Like so much, I want, I want my son to be not a little bit better than me. I want him to be so far and beyond better than me that this guy can truly be anything he wants in his life. That is my goal. My goal is that. Like, and, and, and I do that with intent. Like I am, every conversation I have with him, everything, even when I screw up, I try to make, you know, with intent, make it better. You know, make, make, make him a better human being so it's like it's like you gotta really want this you know you gotta really really want to make your kid better kids kid whatever you gotta really want to you gotta put in the effort because listen i've lived 40 years you know and though i'm learning a lot of things he's a sponge right now like he's ready to like learn all the things you know so i want to teach him with experience with the things that i've learned and and uh, I don't want them to make the same mistakes I did, you know, and my parents did. Breaking these generational curses is a huge, huge thing for me. You know what I'm saying? Not to say I don't screw up. I screw up all the time, all the time. Do you mind sharing one of those screw ups? Dude, like, I, I, dude, I, I, I lose my shit. My, my problem in life in general, not only with my son or anything, is anger. I have an anger issue. I blow up. I get really upset. You know what I'm saying? My son calls me out on it. Like he tells me, cause I've, I've apologized, come up with little life hacks. Okay, when I'm feeling this way, buddy, I need to do this, you know, and this and that. And he calls me out on that shit. Dada, you're not doing this. Dada, you're screaming at me right now. And I'm like, damn, sorry, you're right. Like it, it cuts through me with a knife when his little voice tells me something that I told him I was gonna do and he's calling me out on that. It cuts me with an eye. I'm like, whoo, stop in my tracks. And I'm like, oh, he's right. Shit. Okay, buddy, you're totally right. And I, and I, and dude, that's so cool when he can do that because it actually builds trust and it builds confidence too. A big thing I didn't have and probably, you know, a lot, a lot of people didn't have because of that lack of security and all that is the confidence, you know, those insecurities. So I'm building his security, I'm building his confidence that he's able to state something and hold me accountable for something that I said I was gonna do and I'm not doing at that moment. And it's like, damn, you know? So I'm, I'm building all the, there's so many little building blocks that are going on just by doing one or two different things in your life, you know, and the way you, you know, interact with your child. And it's just one or two things for you, but for them, because they're sponges and they're, they're creating neural pathways in their head. This is scientific. They're actually creating these neural pathways in their head. They're creating, for every one little minuscule thing that you're doing, they're creating 100 neural pathways for that thing. So you're changing their personality, their behavior, and all this stuff for one small step that you made in the positive direction. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's huge. That's a big responsibility, right? That's huge. That's a big thing for you to change one aspect of your life to create a, a, a human that's a hundred times better in that aspect of your life, dude, come on, totally worth it. Totally fucking worth it. Awesome. Yeah, but I think so many people like don't have that kind of 
either they don't give a shit, which I'm not saying that that's like anyone here listening, but I'm saying that I think that a lot of parents like just don't like they don't have that like awareness that like because it's hard it's hard for them it makes it it makes it hard on their life you know it's like i have my life i'm i am the way i am you know this is and and I, unfortunately i talk to my parents and they're like oh i'm 60 i'm 65 years old whatever i've been this my whole life you know i'm not going to change now well why not why aren't you going to change now like you know it I'm telling you what you're doing. I'm telling you what's wrong. Why aren't you going to change? It's lazy. It's not wanting to. That's why I say you're going to have to want to. You're going to have to want to, like, put, you know, especially in fatherhood, put somebody in, ahead of you. Like, you're, you're going to want that child. Like, I changed, you know. I changed my mindset, everything. Don't get me wrong. I'm still the selfish asshole that I was you know, as a kid at times, you know, but I catch myself. I'm getting better. I'm getting better as a human. I'm trying every day. I'm trying. I'm not telling you to change from one day to the next. Nobody can do that. You know, I'm telling you, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you work on over and over. It's a muscle. You want to build a muscle, build this muscle. You know, this is the muscle you want to build, you know? So yeah, it's not hard, but like, just like anything, you want to lose weight, you know? Take 30 days and eat right, you know? And then all of a sudden you start eating right. You know, what, what, what's that saying? Like 30 days is a habit and then whatever, 90 days is a lifestyle. Oh, right. Yeah, it's been, it's been proven you need more than like 30 days though, but with, for the yeah. neural, for the new neural yeah. pathways. Cause yeah, that, that is science. It's a big, um, they talk about a lot in positive psychology, like you can actually create new pathways. And so, yeah, whenever they're like kids and Sawyer's age, it's that much more important because there's like that much more available. And it's so- really What's really cool talking about neural pathways is that they've actually seen now studies of um, as old because what the, the old thought was you know you create these neural pathways as kids and as you get older it becomes harder and harder which is still true but there are ways meditating journaling things like that um, all these all these things that masculine men find as like froofy things. Yeah, Carlos is on it, neuroplasticity. Yeah, like this kind of shit. These are the types of things that actually like uh, change our neuro neural pathways as adults, but really well, like they start like, so we as adults can actually do this. I'm a very scientific person. I need scientific backing proof, you know, um, I, uh, you know, the spiritual world and all these types of different things. I'm not, you know, I need actual science and data for my, for my information. So when a scientist is telling me that we can change our neural, uh, our neural pathways as adults very, very well by meditating, by journaling, things like that, shit, I'm, I'm all for it. So that's, that's, that's what I do. You know, so it's, it's, it's like, that is very important. And that's, that's why I tell my clients, I'm like, yo, meditate. Take two minutes at first, you know, then, you know, a month later, start doing five minutes of meditation, you know, 10 minutes of meditation, 15 minutes of meditation. I don't do anything over 15 minutes, but like, dude, that changes things. That changes your mind. That, that's some real shit. That's some real shit, dude. It is real shit. And so in, in consideration of like the tools that you use, like we'd said, like, you know, how did you learn all these different things? And like you said, like you, you picked up things over the years. So would you say that, is meditation one of the tools that you use to help like with anger and like awareness and like all these other things that you need for being a dad? So can I tell you a story? It's like yeah. a personal story. I mean, yeah, if you're comfortable sharing it. Super, super comfortable. I have a friend, um, uh, he doesn't live here. We have the same birthday, he's a year older than me. Um, we were going through the same thing, divorce, all this stuff, kind of around the same time. Me and this friend were very similar in personality and all these types of things. And about year three of like being separated and all this stuff, I was going down this downward spiral and he was on his way up. Things were happening for him. Everything was happening for him, you know? And we, this is the type of friend that we wouldn't talk for six, seven months. And then we get on the phone, we'd have a conversation for, you know, three hours, you know, it was a great, great friend, still, still a great friend. I, you know, we're still really close, you know, in that, in that aspect. And I was going through such a tough time, like such a tough time. And he, he, uh, dude, I broke down. I was, I was at my rock bottom and I was like, dude, 
the way you speak, the way you talk, the way you talk about things, like what have you been doing? We were the same person before. Like we were so similar. What, what, what is it that you did? Because the way I see that your life is, your trajectory is this way. And like at that moment, I felt my trajectory was so down. And he was like, Chris, I've been telling you for years to meditate. Like that's what I've been telling you to do for years. He did, he did. He'd been telling me for three years to meditate. And, um, and right that day, that night, I downloaded Headspace and I started meditating religiously, religiously. I don't meditate as much as I'd like to now. I try every so often. I, I try to make it a part of my, my daily routine. Um, and I started meditating religiously. And the things that happened after takes a little while. You got to build up that strength. I was really low. So I had a lot to build up to, to get to normal, you know, and, um, and I cannot emphasize enough how much meditation is, is like, is, 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 if you do anything in your life and change anything, the one thing I would tell you to do is to meditate. You know, it's not bullshit. It is straight up real shit, meditate, and your life will change. Like that is 100%, like not even froofy spiritual shit, nothing. That is like experience, I'm telling you. And this isn't, this, that, that, that is like the main thing. And thankfully my boy was, he, he told me that. And I was, I was such broken down. And, and, that's, and that's when I finally decided to meditate. And it, it, is a, it is a constant thing in my life. Meditation is a big thing. And how long ago was that, if I might ask? Three, uh, two and a half years ago. Two, two and a half, three years ago. Because I remember whenever you were doing a lot of the Headspace app, like I would see it on your stories. I still post it every every once in a while. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still post it every once in a while when it, when, it, when it resonates with me, whatever they're saying at that moment for me. Really, when I post it, it's not even for anybody else. It's for me. It's right. like I... It, it, it resonates so much for me that I'm like, what I'm going through at that moment. I do. I also do the uh, the sessions. They have like a session on. I don't know. They have a. They have all different kinds of session. I think one of the last session, insecurity session, the anger session, and they'll have like classes like ten or twenty or whatever. And I'll do them. I'll do those. You know. But even if you just do, even if you do do a little bit of breath work, what's funny about meditation is it starts opening your mind to other things. I would have never thought I would journal. I fucking journal. Like, I, I, I fucking journal. Like, 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 what? Like, you would have asked me this five years ago. I was like, what the fuck, writing in a diary? Like, <laughs> fuck out of here. Like, like, that shit's real, though. Like, that shit is, dude, like, you can go back and go back into what you were like what, what you were thinking, how you were feeling, what was going on in your mind at that time. Yeah. And, and, and not only that, you can actually like see how much you've grown from yeah. a week back, from a week back to now. Like your perspective on that part of your life is completely different. It gives you that confidence too. Because sometimes you feel you're stuck in a rut. You don't know, you know? And, and, it's, like, and it's like you go back into that and you're like, oh shit. Nah, I, yeah, I don't think this way anymore. You know, it's only been a week, but I'm a completely different person than yeah. I was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know? It is uh, cool to see in like that sense. Um, like your mindset, exactly like you said, like where you're at. And then like years later, like looking back, like on like that day last year, kind of like you're like a non, a non-social media type of way of like this day and time. Um, yeah. That's always a like, cool thing to do once you've been doing it for a while. But yeah, I love that you like, mentioned how it opens you up to other things. And Carlos will read this comment. When my kids would fight or get in trouble, I'd have them listen to a guided meditation much better than a quote unquote timeout. That's like a fucking great idea. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking good, man. Yeah, so so that's another thing. I, I don't do a good job of this. His mother does a better job of this. Um, she gets him into, she gets him, uh, Sawyer into yoga. Mm -hmm. She gets her into, uh, uh, a little bit of meditation as well. I know the Headspace app has meditation for kids, so that's something that I want to maybe dive into with him. These are all things that, like, if you teach at this young age, you know what, you've, you've inspired me to do this. I get them this weekend, so I'm definitely, uh, think we're gonna take a little bit of 
two to five minute break to have a little breathing exercise with hip, that's super important. That's super oh important. I love this. If, if, if I got anything out of this today, just know that you gave me the inspiration to meditate with my son this weekend. Carlos did. It was Carlos's idea. Yeah, Carlos is the shit. Carlos, Carlos is on it. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, thank you, Carlos, for that. So yeah, that unhappy Father's Day as well, sidebar, since he said for with his kids. Um, yeah, you mentioned- I have a lot of, by the way, I have a lot of my dumb friends coming in here and <laughs> I don't like, so like, like, I don't know what they're trolling, just let them troll away, whatever. I'm trying to get us paid. I told them, they said they wanted to see us topless and I was like, let make that Venmo light up. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, get us paid. You wanna see us topless? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> if I've been modings, I will take my shirt off. Yeah, they're not gonna, they don't want to see me topless. <laughs> <laughs> they said they did. They said they did. There were like a million hands up. So, okay, we've got a lot of good stuff. We're like rolling into the end. If you all have any questions um, or comments, do hop in because, yeah, we're about to like wrap it all up. Um, thank you, because I have dinner planned tonight. And I know I told you that earlier. Thank you so much. for. Uh, I love, I, let me tell you, me and you can talk. I mean, we can we you know, we can keep this conversation going for like another two hours. So it's like, I really appreciate how you're how you're like, you're being responsible and disciplined and cutting this at the hour. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to make you proud. <laughs> you're here on time. I'm trying to get you out on time. So, I love it. I love it. Uh, teamwork. So you, we've mentioned a lot of stuff. All of it, I think, is great. Um, in terms of becoming more self-aware, because like you said, like you want to help men who are both single and married, um, particularly fathers, learn how to break generational curses, have new perspectives, and then also become more self-aware. So what would you say are some ways that you personally have become more self-aware, whether that be personally as like Chris or even within um, like your, your fatherhood and like how you respond with your son? So, I mean, at first I got to take into consideration like what I didn't like growing up. And like, it's like, you got to do some personal work before you do this, right? Like, what didn't I like in my childhood, you know? Mm -hmm. um, on the basic level, I didn't like getting hit, you know? A lot of kids got hit, especially in Latin families. I'm Cuban, a lot of, a lot of Latin families hit their kid. Right. So I hated, my, my ex-wife also, got hit as a kid as well you know i hope she doesn't hate me for spreading something but i mean latin families in general we get hit as kids i made it a point to never hit my child no matter anything and that was the starting point of that you know and what what and i didn't know any kids or anything that didn't get hit so by, you know, I didn't have any examples of that, any of my friends or anything like that. But what I do know is that I have a wonderful child that is expressing his feelings that can be able to talk to me about his emotions, things like that. So, and I've never hit him. So I know the way I'm doing it works. So it's like, hey, you know, you know, you don't have to hit your kid to get him to listen, to get him to like, know what's up. You know, it's like, so it just started with that one small, that one small, it just starts with one thing you didn't like as a child. You know, one thing that your parents did that you just didn't like. And then that'll open the door for all these other things. And then you start becoming aware of all the things you didn't like. And then you start becoming aware of how you were parented and you, re you reparent yourself. And then you start doing things differently. So, if you can, if you can grab that one thing, that one doesn't even have to be major. It could be a small thing. I mean, I know hitting is a huge thing, you know, but like, it doesn't have to be a big thing. It be one thing, and then I guarantee you it'll start snowballing. You'll open your mind to things that you didn't like as a child, that didn't resonate with you as a kid, didn't make you feel safe, and then you'll just start going from there, and you'll start becoming aware of when you do the same thing your parents were doing, and then you'll start making those change behaviors. You'll start doing it on your own. When was that like first point when you were like, oh shit, like my parents did this and this is not what I want to do? Probably before, before I even had my kid. I said, I, that, that was the first thing I said. I made the commitment and not a lot of parents do this. I was different. Um, uh, I made that commitment before I even had a, a kid that I was never going to hit him. 
you know, like never, 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 never. Came close, been close, but I know it was my frustration at that moment, you know, um, uh, but I've never hit him. And, I'll, and, I, and, I, and, I, and, and, and I kind of wear that as a badge of honor, even though, you know, other healthier families would be like, yeah, that's not a badge of honor. But like, for me, it's a badge of honor from what I came from, for what I was surrounded with, you know, everybody around. But, um, you know, uh, it started before, beforehand, you know, it started beforehand. But um, I can tell you, as he got older and new problems arose with having a child and stuff like that, at least having that mindset of like what I didn't like from my parents, it started the ball rolling. Right. You know, you'll, you're going to hit situations that your parents and then it's going to bring you back to what, how they dealt with it. And then you're going to realize you don't want to deal with it in the same way that it wasn't, you know, if, if you're aware enough, you know what I'm saying? But it is a, it is a key component to maybe make a list of the things that your parents did that you didn't like, you know, so that when they do come up with your kids, you're able to go back to that list and be like, well, I didn't like when my parents did it this way. Let me try it another way. And you might not be right. You might experiment, you know, you know, research and development, R&D, what you said, you know, you might do it. it, might not be the right way, but you know what, at least it's not that way. At least it's not the way your parents did it, which caused you so much trauma, so much hurt, so much pain, all that stuff. You know, at least it's not that way. So, you know, you're trying it a different way. You're trying the best you can. We're all trying the best we can. You know what I'm saying? So you try that. And then if that doesn't work, you go on to the next, you go on to the next. But if you start making a list of things, you know, even if it's two, three, four things, you're on your way. You're, you're ready. You're ready. You're already making that list. You're ready to go. I think that's great advice. I mean, I think we can all probably come up with things that we wish that like our parents would have done differently, like off the top of our head. Um, so yeah, I think that that's like a great advice and like insight as to like where to start a couple of questions. So Ben says, what will it take for you to come to NC, drink a whiskey and jam with another single father? Oh, dude, I would love to go to North Carolina. I love my whiskey drinking. I've been drinking my, my Woodford right here, Kentucky whiskey. You gotta, you gotta, I, I don't know if North Carolina has any, uh, whiskey brew. Uh, yeah. Do you? Do you? I don't nope. know. I don't know. Ben, do we have any whiskey breweries here? Like, I don't, distilleries? Is that what Listen, they're called? Even if they don't, I know North Carolina's <laughs> got a good beer scene. I'm totally down for that as well. That's, I'm down for that as well. Listen, uh, whenever John invites us to go down there, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I love Irod. Was like, I would like an invite no, to no, Forget about that. We'll I'm the worst person later. alive. That guy's a monster. He's horrible. I don't know. <laughs> and then. Um, all scaps, my child would, um, whenever he would, I think this is what this is saying. Whenever they would, instead of hitting them, he would say, let's talk about and like analyze what you did, which I think is like right in alignment. What, what, uh, Chris was saying, doing like, you know, create that space. Yeah. Oh my God. Ben says he literally has Woodford and Carlos is going to catch a ride with you. <laughs> I'm down with Car Carlos is my boy. Love him to death. We're gonna do a musical, uh, a, a little music, little collab right now. I'm super excited. Y'all playing we, music together? No, that we don't, but we will now. Like, what instrument do you play? Carlos has a band for anyone who. I, wants to I see him out. every weekend. I, I see Carlos every weekend. I love, I love going to see his band. I don't even know where he's playing tonight, but I, I might go see him tonight too. Well, you'll have time because yeah, we're about to wrap this up. So, all right, we are right at one minute away from the hour, and so with that being said. Um, thank you for taking the time to come here and talk about, yeah, like all things fatherhood and to share your experience and like why you're so, you know, passionate about this and, um, to talk about like what you hope to like put out into the world in terms of breaking well, generational curses, being more self-aware and, you know, finding new well, perspectives. Well, listen, I, I, I want to talk to, I, I want to talk to fathers. I want to talk to men in general, because this isn't even, uh, this isn't even a father's thing. This is a men thing as well. You know, I have men talks with Fonte. I don't really have anything on fake, on on, uh, on Instagram about it. But if anybody wants to talk further about bettering bettering any relationship that they have with their kids, with their wife, with their significant other, with their friendships and stuff like that, like I I have 
you know, I, I coach this up. This is what I do, you know. So you can DM me if you want anything uh, further, you know, if you want to take this further, if you want a one-on-one, if you want to, you know, uh, 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 you know uh, FaceTime, if you, if you want a phone call, anything like that. We can, we can definitely do that. Um, so all you have to do is DM, DM me at Just Fonte. I'm sure you're going to have it in the bio when you uh, – when you put it in there and uh and that's it man like I, I, i'm talking to you from straight up experience i'm talking to you from a, a, like a guy that's made a ton of mistakes but is super self-aware and i can help you i can help i can help i want to bring this energy out into the world like this is and you don't have to you don't have to be some sort of beta male or anything. This isn't about that. This is more about like you'll be a better masculine man that 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 can that can help the world. Not only the people around you, but just all around help the world. Because that's that's what I'm about. Like when once you get into this energy, this shit goes far. This shit is big. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're not only helping the people around you, you're helping everybody else. So it's like, and, and it's like once you get in this, you'll, you'll feel this energy. You'll feel it. I'll, I Listen, I'm, you'll feel it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. So that's, that's, that's what I'm all about. That's, that's my, that's, this is my gift to the world, and this is what I want to give to the world. I fucking love that. And not to get too, like, mushy up in here, but – yeah, if anyone like listening or watching knows anything like about me, I think that they have a good understanding of like how I feel in terms of like my purpose and like why I'm here. And if anyone needs a cliff nose version, it's not to get you hooked on any type of like quick fix. It's to help you realize like your true power and that you are your own guru and that you were the only one that has the ingredients to your antidote. And with that being said, like what you said so beautifully in terms of it's not just about me. It's not just about you. It is about helping people realize what's within them and like who they are. And therefore like the things that my clients tell me in regards to like how people have started showing up with them after they've worked with me is crazy. And so I'm just like, I didn't do that. But like, if I hadn't been like involved, who is to say that that would have ever happened. Right. Like, we'll don't oh, know, yeah, yeah. but it's a cool thing. And to your point like yeah it's not just that like you know you're doing it for yourself like not to sound cheesy but like we're doing it for all of humanity and so yeah. it's not just like being like a better i feel, I feel so much i feel so much this it's, is, it's it's awesome once you get in this power it's just it's it's fucking awesome yeah and like, i want everybody to feel this way yeah it's just awesome and so this is why like i wanted to have you like here for this conversation because i feel like this isn't like whenever I have any of these conversations, they're all with people that I know. And so this isn't something that I'm just kind of like, oh, that person will do. It's very strategic because I want to make sure that the people that I'm speaking with, you know, are aligned with the purpose for like, you know, who they want to be and like who they like who they want to help. And so like with that being said, it was very much something where like Chris and I have had lots of conversations where like I know he's I know you're not full of shit. And so I think that and I said this before, like the world needs more people like you, male, female, people like you. And thank so with that being said, yeah, thank you so much for being here. I will definitely link where. Thank you for everything. I love being on your live. I can't wait till we do it again because this was so much fun. I want to do it again with you with whatever topic you'd love to Well, thank talk. you. I would love to have you again. So parting words. Slide into Chris's DMs if you want to talk. Just slide on in there. If you want to slide into any, either one of our Venmos, that is cool, too. Um, and, yeah, feel free to reach out to me, like, if there's anything that I can help with. But I'm not really fatherhood. So, um, but I'm here if someone else, like, needs to talk about some other stuff. And what are some parting words that you have for fathers, mothers, parents in terms of, you know, what's, like, one key piece of advice that you think that, you would like to lead them with based on like our conversation today? Well, coming from a single father um, mm -hmm. and, and, and coming from, you know, I mean, and this goes like, you need to get along. Like you need to get along. You need to put any, any things, anything. Th this is married couples as well. Married couples are, 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 you know, sometimes, you know, they get stuck in that stagnant right. energy like that. Like 
you guys need to get along. It's no longer about you anymore. It's about a, a, a third, fourth party, you know, however many kids you have, you know, and they're going to learn from your interactions, whether you guys are together in the home or whether you guys are not together in the home. You know, a, a big thing, I, I did go to Carlos a lot of the times. Um, it, it's like getting along and not faking it, putting all the bullshit aside and making it about your kids because now you are responsible. I don't think you, I don't think a lot of people understand the responsibility you have with another human being and raising that human being to be a, 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 not only a functioning member of society, but a, a but an, um, like a good, amazing functioning member of this society, you know, this is no longer about you. You got to put your shit aside, you know, getting along, co-parenting, having a relationship with your ex, you know, no matter whatever trauma you guys are going through, whatever bullshit you guys are going through, you got to put that shit aside and really to raise a better human being. Maybe you guys can never get along. Okay. But you know what? Don't make him not get along with his ex or whatever the fuck is going to happen to him. You know, like, like, show him a healthy relationship, you know? And we didn't even get into, like, this is why we're going to have another one. We didn't get into a lot of shit that we had no... But, like, I'm, I'm talking about girlfriends into, like, into the scenario of being a single dad and stuff like that and dating. Like, we got a whole other show. Like, yeah. we got to do this week. Like, there's a whole other show coming on. Like, it, it's like, yo, like, parting words, like, you need to get along with each other for the sake of your kid, no matter what. And don't, don't be so stubborn, you know, let shit go. It's okay. You know, it's okay for her to show her emotions and it's okay for you to show your emotions, but like, let that shit go. They feed off that energy. They feed off that energy. Even when you're not together, when you're talking on the phone about your problems with whoever about them, anything like that. Like, it's like, yo, it's about the child. It's about your kid, always. It's always about your kids. So change your energy, change the way you're viewing things so you make a better human for everybody else. Woo, drop the mic, sir. <laughs> drop, drop the Woodford, take another shot. That drop was the great. Woodford, drop yeah, the Woodford. Because, and just to, to emphasize, we don't go to what's best for us. We go towards what's familiar. And so to your point about like, just because you and your you and your baby mom or your baby daddy have a shitty relationship, doesn't mean that, you know, that has to continue like breaking generational curses in that sense, exactly what you said, because if they see that, then that's what they're going to think a relationship is subconscious or consciously. That's what they're going to think a relationship is. And so that's what they're going to go towards, not because it's what's best, but because that's what's familiar. Red flags don't feel like red flags whenever they whenever they're they're familiar, whenever they feel like home, right? They aren't red flags at that point. That's like what they know. And so yeah, breaking that type of toxic behavior in a relationship is yeah, great word. We've we've got so much more to talk about. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait till we schedule another one. I was so happy to talk to you. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited for the future of this. Thank you so much, Jonna. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much. Have a great dinner. And everyone, yeah, slide into Chris's DMs. You'll be able to follow him. Um, I'll link him in the description. And yeah, reach out with any questions, comments, concerns. We are here for you because like we said, like making this place better. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.